but I could entertain them, give them little quick pockets of information. And while they're scrolling through houses, beauty, wellness, health, and all that stuff, I could just plug in a little bit of education, give them that feeling that I wanted when I was not wasting time, but spending time on social media. You often feel like, oh my God, I just spent two hours on TikTok. Did I really just do that? Hey everyone, welcome to Vivid Talks. Today I'm bringing on a very special guest, Sayad from RevMed, who's a medical educator that posts daily content on social media. Him and his medical team provides simple and effective medical education to people around the world. Welcome everyone to Vivid Talks. Today we have Sayad, who is a medical educator under the name RevMed, and he has a lot of different contents that he produces online. So we teach online medical education for healthcare students. Oh, that's really cool. So what actually got you started to become a content creator? I was in an anatomy class and all the students in the class were all like struggling with what the professor was teaching. Oh. Believe it or not, they struggle a lot with what professors teach though. <laughs> to my group of four friends, I'm like, hey, I think I could teach this a little better. I got this concept down and it seems pretty clear to me. Can I take a whack at it? maybe after class and my classmates were like anything but this please <laughs> after the class finished i go up to the whiteboard and just us four or five students and i just start showing them through illustrations i start drawing on the board we we're explaining the brachial plexus which is like a nerve bundle located right under the armpit i'm describing it and i'm like doing it in a very simple concise but a very high yield fashion so you could like learn it very quickly my classmates loved it the next day the professor did another subject because we move very quickly in healthcare education it's it's like one day is this, next day is this other thing. So the next day they asked me to do it again. But this time it was like maybe eight to 10 people. Following day after that, it was like 10 wow. to 15. At one point we had the entire classroom about like 60 seats filled with students and other professors coming to just watch me. <laughs> Yeah, we start teaching. I was really humbled by it. But at the same time, I knew what I had to do. So this girl in the back, I love her for this. She was recording my wow. lecture. And at the end of the recording, she goes up to me and she's like, hey, you mind if I put this on YouTube so we could share it with the students and the classmates? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Go for it. So she put it on YouTube and it became a mini viral overnight wow. sensation. People from all around the world that gathered thousands of views by the hour. And it was one of those those really cool moments that's what brought me to become you're creator. just so natural at teaching you just draw all the people in that's what's happening right believe it or not vicky i get the inspiration from legends like people from the past and professors that taught at amazing universities like stanford dr snow one of my inspirations they teach in such a way that is so organic and so beautiful that it still lives on today so what i do is instead of recreating the wheel i just redo what they did and i just put a little bit of my own magic to it and it just works that's beautiful why do you continue to create this content since you've kind of started dabbling on social media now well that's such a great question most of the time that we're not diving into our books or we're not like, you know, spending physical conversation with one another. We're just on social media. We're like on Instagram. We're on YouTube going to that black hole. We're consuming so much on our phones. When I thought about it, I was like, hey, I could catch students on social media. Yes. Sounds a little mischievous, but I could entertain them give them little quick pockets of information. And while they're scrolling through houses, beauty, wellness, health, and all that stuff, I could just plug in a little
little bit of education, give them that feeling that I wanted when I was not wasting time, but spending time on social media. You often feel like, oh my God, I just spent two hours on TikTok. <laughs> Did I really just do that? Why not plug in some things that people feel a little better about? So that was a big goal Effective of mine. Effective procrastination. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Vicky, I'm going to have to steal yes. that one from you. <laughs> so what kind of medical field or background are you in? So I'm in medicine, but my focus is not for just the medical students. Everything that I do is for nursing, PA, any sort of healthcare field. That's my focus. Nice. So you originally said you started off drawing like the diagrams on the board. So how did that transform into what you're doing now? It's very digitalized. There's a lot of like movements and animation with your content now. Take a lot of inspiration from amazing creators on YouTube and social media all across the board. And what I learned was that the way we consume things is we don't have so much attention span. So we're looking at something and we'll just be like, all right, I'm bored now. What's next? What really catches attention? And believe it or not, it's that old color theory that keeps coming <laughs> back. And it's that color that really speaks to us, that moving parts, that thing as a child that always kept us as little babies, like zoning into color and moving things. So I kind of brought that into my lectures and my educational content, because I believe that that's what we need. We need some color. We need some moving parts and all the things that were on the board, all the things that are on paper. I wanted to bring it digitally because we're moving quick. The yes. world is moving at a pace that there's now AI and all sorts of new innovation. Digitally designed things are going to be what's winning. In the next definitely i think the average attention span for i guess the younger generation these days is three seconds <laughs> yeah exactly. so you gotta really keep the moving parts keep them engaged or they're gonna be like i'm gone yeah. what do you think is your type of audience that's consuming your content right now it's funny you ask that because of course there's nursing students there's medical students there's pa pt all sorts of healthcare people but believe it or not there's artists Oh, yeah. There's people that are just drawing anatomical figures of human beings and trying to understand how the body is positioned. What you would call students and audience, I call them learners because right. people are there just to learn. And three days ago, someone reached out to me, he or she, I'm not <laughs> going to say either or, but reached out to me and asked me, my mother is having thyroid issues and I'm here on your platform because I just want to learn about how the thyroid even looks, right. how it functions. I drew a lot of inspiration from that. Aww. Like when I hear that kind of stuff, it gives me like that motivation. Yeah. yeah. It gives me that motivation and ambition. She's not trying to become a doctor. She's not trying to become a nurse. She just is caring about her mom, which we naturally do. Yes. So I felt that and I went to the drawing board. I went straight to the lab. I contacted my team. Let's start drawing. Let's start writing about this topic. That's what draws me. It's unmatched from the things that I I'm do. so happy to hear that you're bringing this value to people. <laughs> and it's like really affecting their lives and being able to touch these people's life just like ooh, just hits the spot right there right <laughs> right your audience is really receptive of your content then so have you ever had a situation where an audience disagrees with what you're teaching absolutely it's funny they're whizzes these learners and my audience on instagram <laughs> youtube they catch absolutely everything so we'll like label one of the structures of the heart and we'll label it incorrectly. Right away, I'll get 50, 60 oh. DMs within that first five minutes of that post. And they'll be like, you incorrectly spelled a coronary disease or coronary artery. I love that. <laughs> I, like, I go straight to my DMs. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. And I go back to the drawing board, fix that situation. But I did have a lot of criticism from obviously seasoned professionals, seasoned educators who didn't really love the style of learning. Oh. 
Yeah, it's only because they're not so familiar that this type of information works. Yeah. They don't really know how social media mm-hmm. works. So what I did was I have a team of medical advisors and experts who are professors and leaders in their field. They're all looking over my shoulder. Oh. They're like, whatever you post, whatever you write, let me know and I will review everything. That's been my backup. No, that's really good to hear because a lot of times people publish content online without having per se like the professional credentials. And a lot of people just kind oh, yeah. of take it at face value and kind of, oh, they have a lot of followers. They must be right. So I'm really exactly. happy to hear you actually have such a great team. You know, make sure you do your due diligence, right? So That's the most yeah. important part. And especially during these times, I'm sure you know, there's so much misinformation yes. about the COVID vaccine right. and everything about the pandemic. So medical experts really have to step up and kind of do like, I don't know what else word to use, but G-check yeah. all the content <laughs> that's going out there. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, all right, this is right. This is wrong. I'll make sure of that. You mentioned you had a team of people. So what's your workflow like when you decide to work on a piece of content from creation start to finish? Mostly like any content creator, we kind of like gather all the data in one place. I listen to my audience firstly and mostly. I put out a question out there. I say, what are you guys studying right now? Someone in New York could be studying the lower half of the body and someone in Pakistan or China or Russia could be studying the Mm -hmm. upper half of the body. What we do is we kind of do like a diverse sort of subject topic approach and we write down all the topics so we'll write down all the topics we want to put out create maybe 30 pieces of content make sure we write all the captions we get all the titles all the hashtags all like the good meaty things that are gonna provide the best value to the learner and the viewer and also make our workflow a little easier because i'm sure you know and any of the listeners they we get drained yeah it's so draining at times i'm lucky to have some medical students and medical advisors i was telling you about i'll be like hey i want to describe the journey through the nephron how to describe that situation professor will be like oh here i got the notes for it here you go they'll give me the notes but i'll make sure that i'll make those notes easier i'll take the student and the learner on a better journey and put it out there i take that approach 30 days i take 30 days of content and make it happen what an amazing community to support each other and have each other's back and just to help general public learn that is amazing so you're saying that it's really difficult like as content creators know kind of juggle with being up with all the content production so how do you manage or do you really struggle with trying to keep up with content creation and your own like medical career for myself right i make sure that whenever my off time is i don't mean to put down netflix or music or anything but i don't really do any mm. of that i love 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 content creation <laughs> i absorb myself now like we're on clubhouse we're like listening to yes. information there so i i'm always absorbing something so on my car ride anywhere I get a chance to like just be away from the books and the material of my professional life or my education life. I just focus in on creating content that's valuable to me for refresher and to the people that are listening or viewing my content. That's how I kind of balance it. And it works for me because a lot of times and a lot of people listening in will probably be like, oh, what about like, you need a little break from everything. You want to watch that series on (laughs) Netflix or, you know, kick it back. And it's important to us to get away. But sometimes when you actually love what you do, that is getting away. That is that vacation. You are your own gatekeeper to what you feed into your mind, right? You tell something that to some of the listeners, what you didn't know when you started video production. Uh, To be very honest with you, I didn't know anything. Yeah, it was to the point where I was tapping my friends and brothers and cousins to like help me out, show me what camera to use, what different applications to use. What I learned very quickly was that YouTube is a better university than a university. (laughs) 
I could learn like, you know, so many topics in such a speed record of time. And what I do is I put everything to 1.5 speed. Yes. So I don't listen to any video on regular speed. I'm putting it 1.5. How do I understand how to make a text pop up and make sure it lands where my hand is. This is where my hand is. I want the text to pop up. So I'll make sure I'll type that into YouTube, how to get pop-up graphics onto your video. And I'll just keep learning, 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 learning. And I won't put any content up until I consume all that education, all that knowledge of how to create the content. I think the education part of it, which I think you'll agree, it's in the beginning when you know it, then you feel like, hey, I could even teach this. Like, that's how much I know. That is dope, man. What yeah. is your proudest moment as a creator, like an achievement that just like, oh, hits the home run for you? That's such a wonderful question because I'll give you two. I am proudest of something that is very current, like our book that we just published, but something that I've been recently very proud of and I see it so much. I've been connecting to my audience on YouTube, Instagram, any other platform. I've been connecting with them in the private messages. Mm -hmm. And what we do is I have another medical student, uh, two more medical students that reply back to the questions because we get a lot of messages about what's the answer to this problem. So we get that a lot. Believe it or not, we also get a lot of, hey, I can't go back to my university. My university is completely locked down. I'm in Somalia right now. This is an actual message. And I don't know what to do. My university is not open anymore. We have online classes, but they're not effective. And the only place we're getting content is from your profile. Wow. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God, no, I don't want this responsibility. I can't handle this. When I rechecked my thoughts and I spoke to some of my mentors, they all said to me, no, it's your responsibility to provide the best that you could and leave it at that. I get these students messaging me. I provide them the best value. And that is an achievement Mm -hmm. to me because I feel as if I'm connecting with so many people around the world that normally we can't do if we're just walking around or going to a classroom and teaching. We can't talk to that many people. That was a big, big achievement of mine when I saw a DM like that and I just replied to it wholeheartedly. And also I addressed a lot of the mental concerns. I'm not a mental expert for mental health or anything, but I understand from being a student, I understand from being from the education side, what they must be going through and the burnout, the draining of their energy and all sorts of mental health issues that they're having. I could help you with that. Why not? Let's do it. Let's talk about it. So that's a big achievement of mine. I really love to like just connect with my audience. I absolutely love it. That like one-on-one authentic conversation you have. I truly feel that that's like the next level of education. That's like the future of the world. You know, when I was younger, I never thought in a million years we'd be able to do that. Sit behind a phone or a computer and be able to game (laughs) or show people that what we're doing is so great and share it with the world. It's like 20 years ago. There's invisible waves in the air where I can talk and then people anywhere around the world can see me talk. (laughs) <laughs> it's like unbelievable, exactly. right? <laughs> it really, really Yeah, so is. tell me about this COVID book you were talking about earlier. love to share it. So when the pandemic started, my team and I, we were just sitting there. And we're like, hey, how can we respond to this? So the United Nations and WHO, the World Health Organization, they put out a global call to creatives, which is a really fascinating thing. They wanted the creatives to put information out there that could help people better understand to socially distance, to put on a mask, to make sure we wash our hands or any sort of Mm -hmm. information. I saw that and I was really fascinated by, hey, this is pretty cool. The United Nations and WHO are asking us to do something. I had a UN representative reach out. I was just like, hey, what's up? What can I do? And they were just like, can you make a book? Can you just teach the way you teach online? 
I was like, I love to. I haven't done that before. I've only contributed to other books, but this is the first time I'm authoring a book. So I took it, you know, upon my team and all. And I was like, hey, we're going to make this happen. But most importantly, what I did was I reached out to international authors, medical experts all across the world. And I was like, I want your point of view. One of my authors is from London. One of our authors is from Australia, Malta. And I have people in all parts of the world. And I was like, I want all you guys in on this. It's not only in my backyard, COVID. It's in your backyard too. Let's talk about it. So I put together this team. We created this book, COVID-19, The Reason Why the Earth Stood Still in 2020. It's a book made for anyone and everyone. Even your mother will be able to read this book. (laughs) Anybody will enjoy it. It's full of colors. It's illustrated. And you guys could check it out. The link is easy. www.covid19ebook.org. Download it. And we make sure it's free. We understand that during this difficult time, it's hard to afford literature, hard to like afford almost anything. So we make sure that it's perfectly free. I really got to commend you guys for doing this. This global community coming together to provide such a valuable resource for like all the people in the world. Respect (laughs) to all of you guys. Mad respect. (laughs) When community comes together and when people just manage to collaborate in the right way, then we see like more smiles in the world. Then we see more people really understanding that, hey, we can make a difference even from our bedroom and we don't have to step outside to, you know, change the world. For sure. So what are your next goals then? Any goals for this year? We're working on the platform itself mm. and creating the overall how we're going to teach people in a even better way. Because of this book and the viewers that it's gotten, we're looking now to speak about the vaccine. So we want to teach the general public, even other professionals, what the vaccine is all about. So that's our next goal. We're showing a lot of progress. Looking forward to seeing that as well. And I'm sure a lot of people around the world will really appreciate that. I hope so. I think it's really needed right now. Any source of information. I love your like positivity and your spirit with helping people. It's just so uplifting to hear that. I think that's what we do as creators. Like if we put out even like nice piece of like art that we made in our room and we took a picture of it, we posted it on Instagram or on Pinterest. We brought joy to someone's life and we brought maybe ease to someone's life. And when you start bringing ease to someone's life, then come on, pat yourself on the back. Like you're doing something, you know? Thank you so much for your time today. Really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, and pleasure. I hope that you can touch a lot more people's lives around the world this coming year and educate more people about COVID as well. No, thank you so much, Vicky. It's been a pleasure. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having me.